Apartments.com knows that we have been doing everything from home lately. Working from home, exercising from home, schooling from home, breakfast, lunch, and dinnering from home. You might be wishing that you were anywhere else on the planeting from home. While none of this is new for the guy who's been coming to you live from his apartment with all that extra time that you've had inside your home, you might have gained a newfound appreciation for making sure that your place is right. That's where Apartments.com comes in. Apartments.com has the most rental listings across apartments, houses, townhomes, and condos, as well as powerful search tools, so it's easy to find that special somewhere that offers exactly what you need. And thanks to its 3D virtual tours, you can now explore your potential new place from anywhere. And that includes such exotic locales as your boudoir, your walk-in pantry, your al fresco dining area, even your guest powder room if you're feeling adventurous. Just about anywhere with an internet connection. So let your fingers enjoy a stroll across the nearest keyboard and visit Apartments.com to start your rental search today. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cicerino back to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Happily Ever After, week number three. And uh, very excited to be back here with uh, the man who brought 90 Day uh, Fiance to the weekly podcast annals of RHAP, Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Please have a killie. I'm very happy to be meeting you here at the brewery, Rob. I feel like we've got some things to put behind us. And what a better place than to break bread and move on than a brewery. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very excited for this uh, very important meeting between uh, the two alpha males to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, it was either this or chicken noodle soup. And I figured this would be the move. More like chicken noodle. You know what? <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out what that what is. <laughs> Puya, how are you? I'm very good, Rob. I'm very good. 90 days been kind. This was probably a slower episode, but all in all, I'm doing well with my health. So Oh well that's <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So uh not you're not having several uh procedures done. No, not even a one. Um to have a second one done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, uh, you know, we got uh, a lot to talk about here. Uh, Mike and Natalie, uh, they take a seat on the bench this week. We did it. Right after the naked photo bombshell. uh, You know, curious timing for a week off. Uh, Jovi and Yara are back. And so uh, we'll check in with them. But really a lot of Angela once again and uh, some uh, Brandon and Julia as well. Uh, A little dab of uh, Kalani and Asuelu and uh, a little check-in with uh, Tiffany and Ronald. Yeah, I I would put check-in very lightly. Uh, It was barely a blip on the radar with Mm -hmm. the two of them. But yeah, I feel like outside of like two couples, no one else's needle really moved the thread today. Yeah. Or this episode, rather. Yeah, I don't know if they figured, okay, it's a Mother's Day. Uh, let's schedule a lighter episode for uh, this week. Maybe some people might not be paying uh, super close attention, but uh, we're here nonetheless. Yeah, the Betty and Rons definitely did not watch last night, but we sure did. And we're mm-hmm. here to talk about it. Yes. Okay. A big uh, weekend always at Betty's house for uh, Mother's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. They probably got lit. 
I don't doubt it. There was a bull set out. I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Puya, uh, should we uh, check back in with Jovi and Yara since we haven't seen them in a little bit, in a minute? Let's. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been a, what, about a three weeks, four weeks, maybe? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Since week two of the 90 Day Fiance season eight reunion. And yeah, Jovi and Yara, uh, that. I was happy to see them. Maybe a couple of weeks of like, oh, like uh, my my friends. I miss them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I feel like when this cast gets announced and they give us three of the same people from last time, and then they immediately put Mike and Natalie back on. We're sick of them. We don't want them. Jovi and Yara were a sight for sore eyes, given that we were just g- given multiple Mike and Natalie weeks. But let let's not be fools here 1000 percent. it took five seconds before jovi irritated me all over again so jovi's gonna jovi but it was nice to talk about a new couple for a change why what jumped out at you puya for not liking uh jovi was it when he came home from the supermarket with a case of corona not no, no. Corona, a, a case of corona <laughs> beer i wasn't that- even trying to be funny <laughs> yeah, no that that was good. Yep, the, the first uh, case correction. of Corona that Jovi had, <laughs> and it will not be the last of Corona beer that he has. Um, no, Rob. Here's the thing: it was linked to the groceries, but one thousand percent was was it that he goes shopping in scene? pajama pants? Not even that. I'm like, listen, it's the pandemic. Do you be comfortable? Like, you have to. You're putting yourself at risk to go out and get the family food and good eats. There's my issue. Why is this man? He just had a baby and he has a family. He bought ramen noodles and Doritos. Mm-hmm. Is he is he in a dorm room? Is he is he pledging a frat? Why is this <laughs> part of the main groceries? And let's be real. I also buy these things. Yeah. But then I buy the fruits and veggies that I was sent out to get well, as well. Well, let me just say that in fairness to Jovi and you know me, I am no Jovi defender. But after uh, maybe maybe not my first son, but after my second son was born and he Mm -hmm. was not sleeping through the night, my wife and I, uh, we were cracked out. We had the coffee maker going 24 seven and I went to Costco and I just came back like with all snacks of like, there's no time for any sort of meal prep or like, we just like need to have stuff out, whatever is available to eat. So in fairness to Jovi that perhaps like a baby, uh, what, what's the baby's name? I say Maya, but it's not Maya. Oh, um, Le- it's not Layla either. It's close. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look at my they, notes. They have a baby. It. We all know this. They have a baby. Baby and, has a name. <laughs> and the uh, baby uh, um, has, uh, you know, seemingly uh, maybe some sleep issues, keeping Yara up all night. Mm-hmm. It's pop- so it's Myla. Myla. Um, but no. So here's the thing I 100% agree, but it was clear that he was sent out to get specific things and he didn't get oh, them. Oh, yeah. But but like, listen, I'm not. I what did he come home with? Shame. A lemon? Is that what he came home with? Lemon juice. Lemon juice. Like, and, and then he said lemons of fruit, which I thought, let's not pull which, up that. Let's thread. keep it real. Like that was for the Coronas. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> there is no world where he got this for the list. This is for his beverage. Yes. <laughs> like 
the deluxe case of Corona. He has yeah. to big it up. He can't just have regular Corona. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So we had a whole reset of uh, Jovi and Yara. Uh, anything that you felt like was uh, like uh, interestingly in there or left out? Um, I so I th- they have their little meet cute recap. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone that had not met them are probably fooled. They're like, okay, intrigue. I see it. No, what I thought was interesting was the the subtle nudges with Gwen being reintroduced into yeah. the picture, and it feels like it's a different Gwen relationship, at least than what we had the last time we saw Gwen. Yeah, Gwen is coming in, and uh, what's his, the Gwen says the baby needs to go outside, and Yara says the doctor said don't go outside, or or Yara wants to take the baby outside, and Gwen says you can't take a baby outside. This the latter, yeah. So so the doctor basically told Yara, when you're comfortable, you can take the baby out, and the baby's Gwen says four days old. I'm assuming that's not. Maybe it's a little bit more. I don't know. Baby's very but little, then. Yeah. Yeah, Gwen tells off Jovi for letting her take the baby out, for them letting the baby go outside. So Gwen believes the baby should not be going outside. Okay, Um, look, um, apparently maybe Gwen has an issue with this, and maybe that's how your kid turns out to be Jovi, who can't stay inside ever because you never let him go outside of the house. You have to keep him locked up, and now that he won't stay inside because you kept him in for so long. But... In all seriousness, uh, this is a big problem where you have new mom versus veteran mom, where Mm -hmm. uh, new mom is trying to find her footing and veteran mom uh, can't wait to say like, oh, no, 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 you you got it. You're doing it all wrong here. Let me show you. Let me show you how it's done. And new mom does not appreciate the advice from uh this has been my experience puya with this i mean i so yeah it seems like a dynamic that's not that is always going to be there Mm -hmm. in some capacity in different variants with new newly new parents i would guess i would Mm -hmm. say new parents new family so it was because new dad like please i i don't know anything you should you show me but new mom has instincts new new dad i don't think dad uh new dad doesn't come with instincts new dad is learning on the job new dad can use coaching new mom Mm -hmm. she knows what she's doing uh even if uh veteran mom uh thinks she doesn't yeah i would say you follow the lead of the new mom because that's their baby. They know what they're, they know what's best for their baby. They're going to do what they want to do. And as the veteran mom, you can give maybe subtle advice, but definitely not in the shady way that Gwen's doing it. Mm -hmm. Where Gwen's like, well, you're not not supposed to do that. And she also openly says in her confessional that, she knows she's doing she's being a little bit heavy handed with the uh, yeah. with the advice, but she doesn't care. Well, doesn't here's what I think that I, I wonder if maybe veteran mom, she still has instincts. So, of course. That, so even though new mom has instincts, veteran mom comes in and not only does she have experience, but also, oh, I know what this baby needs. Uh, and new mom may not see it that way. And you got to defer to new mom. Let her make her own mm-hmm. mistakes if she's going to make them. Yeah. Ultimately, when it comes down to all of this, advice is always welcome. It shows that you care. It shows that you want to be 
a helping hand in a situation. Mm -hmm. And in this specific situation, Rob, I think you've nailed it on the head as a non-parent on the panel. (laughs) I will speak on this as if I know everything. Yes. Uh, But I I do think, yeah, I I would say I have little instincts, little instincts. I think ultimately, yes, you defer to new mom. You can help if you want, but if they decline your help, you leave it at that and you just support. Yeah. Unless new mom asks a a specific question, veteran Mm -hmm. mom's got to back off. Yeah, the new mom in this instance did say she wants her help, but doesn't want to listen to what she has to say about childcare. Yeah, which is fair. That is her yeah. choice. Veteran mom should be focused on new dad who happens to be her son. That's I think that's yeah. the, the better way to go. Leave leave new mom alone. She's been through a lot. Yeah, I think veteran mom should talk to new dad and say, hey, so why do you think a lemon is a fruit? And <laughs> why did you only get lemons? Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing you did? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to check back in with Jovi and Yara later um, that they got a new double electric breast pump. Yeah, that's what it looked like, at least. Yeah. Um, so they got that um, and they were trying to figure it out. And then Jovi tried a little bit of the milk, said it tastes like water. What um, what is that, Puya? Is you know, is is this just like, uh, hey, let me like uh, be like wilding out for the cameras? I don't. Know. Is it is it like why is that action very wilding out? Trying the breast milk. I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but in being the father of two children, mm-hmm. I never thought to myself, hey, um. Let me taste. Let me see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Let me check it out. Yeah, there's no curiosity there. Um, no, uh, yeah. there wasn't for me. For me, mm-hmm. again, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, stop anybody. Hmm. But it wasn't for you. Yeah, Yara seemed fair. okay with. Yeah, if Yara seemed okay with it, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued by this because for me, I would not have thought jovi would be into it no Based uh, on Puya, Jovi's mannerisms, the, the guy dr- would drink uh literally like a, a, a bleach if you left it out yeah but but it, did he cut the breast milk with vodka no so then if i didn't I'm surprised he it. didn't no. like put like salt on his hand and then uh, do the breast milk <laughs> i mean he's got the lemons ready too he got the wedge ready so he could have had that after yeah um like, yeah, will it get me drunk i'll try it it was might have been a little bit of uh um hamming it up for the cameras yeah. but i think it was it was a general jovi curiosity potentially mhm yeah um <laughs> jovi has not been going out to the bars uh two theories uh one that being a new dad agrees with him uh second theory uh all the bars are shut because of the coronavirus so this happened to be fortuitous timing uh for the jovi and yara relationship yeah, it couldn't have worked out better for Yara that Jovi just can't do it even if he wanted to. And then jo- it works out for Jovi because he can just claim that it's because he's moved on. I doubt mm-hmm. it. I think that the minute the door is open, he's going to be there again. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that there were some places open because he we did see him like right before Yara gave birth, like out at a bar with his friends. This is true. And their timeline did was around february so i do mm-hmm. think that there were some places open maybe now they're closed down or now there's more of a 
Um, they've imposed some more rules potentially. But here's the thing. I don't I feel like Jovi would literally leave tonight to go party if he could. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna lean on maybe maybe it's gotten bad enough that there's some places that are imposing it heavily that now even if the ones that are open, Yara would like not let him get away with that. So he's actively unable to do so. Okay. Um Jovi has to go back to work now. Uh, Jovi's not on paternity leave from his job. <laughs> nope, nope. Jovi, the he works underwater robotics, and now this is interesting, so he, right? This was like uh, that. I didn't know that Jovi was like uh, could like operate a robot. Yeah, they, they they only mentioned this once in passing in like the first episode of the last season. So they really don't they don't remind us enough that hey. This guy that seems like he can't handle anything, he handles robots underwater. Like that is what pretty is he doing with the robots underwater? Do we know? Is it some sort of like uh, oil drilling? I think so. I think so. I think that makes the most sense. Um, because I don't think he's out there like driving a robot that has cameras on it and yeah. they're trying to discover things. I think it's it's drilling. It's stuff. either yeah, either that or he works for James Cameron. Which I feel like Jovi would not fare well there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where does he fare well? So, yeah, Rob. So basically with the pandemic, with with COVID, Jovi's job becomes a longer now because he has to quarantine two weeks before going. So, uh. yeah. So now he's going to be away for two whole months with a newborn and a new mom at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you trust Jovi to work your underwater robot, Puya? I wouldn't trust Jovi to work my paper bag. Like, I don't trust the man's. He he does not seem like he's got the dexterity or the steady hands to pull off any of these procedures. I, I no. Yeah. The answer is no. Because we've also talked about how that it doesn't seem like that Jovi operates a car. No, he doesn't operate a car. Remember, he he couldn't operate an IKEA coffee table it was like broken <laughs> on the floor <laughs> like where's this guy? he doesn't have the steady hands for this at all so he has to go back out there and uh, again a little bit of a continuation of storylines from 90 day fiance season eight where yara uh is very upset about this and now she's here with the new baby and now she's going to be there uh gwen is going to be around but overall like this is um not such an exciting proposition for yara no, what's the only thing Yara gains here is lighter headaches caused from Jovi, but then she takes on all of the baby time, which is a lot more probably could be more headaches down the line as well. And she she's not her husband's not home. And even though we think she's getting all these headaches, she is with this man. She loves this man. So I know she's going to be missing him. This is the worst of both worlds for her. Ultimately, the only good thing that comes out of this is the financial situation for them because he's making this money Mm -hmm. but she's made it clear from the last season rob she would take him working anything but being home and not working half his time at work and then being home the rest of the time because what we learned as well is that it doesn't even end up being a normal long distance relationship while he's on the boat it's very bad shoddy connection on the Mm -hmm. boat for the internet so it's not like he's going to have a lot of time to talk to her and it's 12 hour shifts at a time. So really she's going, he's going away for two months with like old school, like letters being sent back and forth times where that's as much time as he has to spare with, with the bad connection. Can you send letters? Is he on a submarine? 
I don't think he can send letters, but I think that letters would be more effective. Maybe they yeah, do like email, email probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not like a real time communication. So, yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, that's what's going on with uh, Jovi and Yara. I mean, the good news Jovi was not being horrible in any way, shape, or form here. That, you know, he's going back to work. This is an ongoing issue with them, but uh, this at least wasn't like him having his whole ass out there. No, no. The mooning comes next week, I think. He's going to be talking about how he's upset that he can't handle, like, he can't do what he wants with the kid. And What like, does he want to do? He should. So in the next time on, I don't know what he wants to do, Rob. Maybe, like, no, I don't know. I, I hope whatever I'm thinking is not it. I don't know. I don't know. He, um... <laughs> But he's upset about it. So we'll find out next week what that is. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't at his level worst this week. Yeah. Which we know he can be way worse. So at least that's a good thing. I mean, overall, this was one of the best 90 Day Fiance performances ever by Jovi. Yes. Yes. The bar is incredibly low, but yes. this is pretty good. And that, but the bar is where he uh, likes to be. So there you go. <laughs> this is maybe the, the number one week ever for Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Brandon and Julia also as we we're talking about the uh, season eight couples? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm down right. to do that. All right, let's talk about them because uh, I feel like that you can uh, give us some insight here as to uh, what Julia had to uh, go through. So mm-hmm. Brandon and Julia, we saw them. Uh, they went to Vegas. Uh, not too exciting. Uh, they came back. And of course, uh, Brandon, very happy to be back home. Julia is uh, not happy to uh, be back home because uh, this isn't my home. I'd rather be in Vegas. Um, They are preparing for the uh, green card interview. And yes, Brandon and Julia seem to think that the green card interview is going to be like a version of the newlywed game. Puya. Yeah, which they're not far off on the the interview process for both when you're getting the K-1 visa and the adjustment of status green card interview are similar in that they are trying to test the authenticity of your marriage, mm-hmm. of your relationship. So aside from the fact that they do ask for many photos of you, proof of like you doing stuff together, um, they will also ask you questions. Now, will they ask you what's their favorite color? No, but they will ask you stuff like what do they where do they work where have they lived for how long um where were they born so stuff that you should know anyways um they will ask and then in some situations they might even ask further and try and like see if it like stuff lines up with what you've applied with so they try and trip you up like that but i personally they've not asked me what liana's favorite color is Mm -hmm. i would tell them the color blue so at least i know that um they uh, (laughs) ah sorry uh Puya, it says here on the card, the answer is red. <laughs> Ooh. We're in the pickle. Somebody's sleeping <laughs> on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's boarding a plane home. They're not going to be here. Yeah, so they have it right in that sense that there is going to be questions asked. I get why she's nervous. Um, but I love that their ultimate test was, hey, let's both say when we got married. Yeah. You haven't even been married a year. Surely you know what the date was. Is this going to slip away? This was so weird because they're saying, okay, what day are we married? Okay, one, two, three. And they both say 26, which (laughs) I've never in my life heard any. If I said uh, like, oh, Puya, what's your anniversary? Would you just say a number like uh, 12? 
No. And the first thing that I would say would be the month. The day would be second. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, are they on some sort of like European uh, calendar where it's like they got married like uh, 26 April? So for for like for me, I came up in the British system. So I did do day, month, year. But even then, I would say April 26th. Mm-hmm. Or the formal twenty sixth of April, but that's a mouthful. So mm-hmm. I would go with the April twenty sixth. But they neither yeah. of them even said a month. No, one of them did because I did oh. write it down. I did yes, write down April twenty sixth. Yeah, um, April twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah. But one of them did, and one just yelled out a number. So mm-hmm. whoever yelled out that number did not know the month and just like bank on the day. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they got to talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, what if Julia doesn't get the green card? Uh, she will go ha- have to go back to Russia. Brandon, are you coming to Russia if Julia has to leave? And uh, we got a lot of like, well, I've looked into it. And yeah, I don't think it's for me. <laughs> yeah, he said so. His excuse was, I read it's hard to immigrate there. Yeah, I would if I had to, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then his reasoning was, well, didn't you want to leave like you left? So why would I want to go there? Good point. How about because you've married someone <laughs> and, and you want to spend your life with them? And that's what your priority is, Brandon. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's spitball some ideas. Like, uh, does she have to go back to Russia or could they go to like a new third country? They could. They could easily pick a new sort of like, neutral you don't have to go home but you can't to. stay here so uh let's try <laughs> this country yeah let's emigrate somewhere else I, that's a that's that can happen that mm-hmm. can very much happen can two people move to a new country oh that, that's a whole different process right i mean it, it yeah it depends country to country um how they would need that to be what the process mm-hmm. is it is it is different like if me and nicole wanted to move to australia Mm-hmm. Yeah, would it depend forget on the limitations? Not, forget of it's not Australia. COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's possible. It's not unheard of. I don't think. Yeah. and I think you know some because some countries they'll require one of you to have a job offer. Some countries are like, yeah, come through if you buy property, you can stay. It really depends on 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 the countries and stuff. I want to bring up so right before this scene, Rob, um, Brandon tells us the the audience, hey, um. So I'm ner- I'm nervous about one thing. He's, he's in confessional. He says I'm nervous that we don't have any evidence that she lives here. Yeah, we don't have any. And and this utility is a big bill. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So another bit of you know obviously proof of relationship is proof of residence is important. They want to know if you are living at the same place because like obviously the whole reason for all of this is they don't want people to be um, using this system to just bring people into the country for them to just move here sure like they if, if you're moving here it's for love so um it is interesting because they want your name basically on mailing and let me tell you one thing i've learned about moving here rob is that i get mail for absolutely no reason and from places that i never expected to get mail from i ordered one thing you, off of walmart's website you get once. a lot of junk mail now and it's everywhere. My at least the good news is I had a lot of proof of hey, mm-hmm. you want to know if I live here? Well, I have like five credit card offers now that mm-hmm. I do not know why they're here at my doorstep, but they're here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of junk mail. And so that counts. It's that, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had um, I did have um, 
I applied for paper billing for my bank for a couple months just to have those come in. And then I thought, okay, well, we have these other ones as well, just in case, uh, which worked. So they could have easily done that or they just throw her name on a utility bill and they would have had that. So this was a big oversight on their part. Yeah. Okay. So they should have signed up uh, <laughs> um, Julia for some credit cards. Yeah. I, mean, I, I ordered one SD card for our Nintendo Switch, and that's how I got all these offers from Walmart. So thank you, Walmart. Yeah, thank you, um, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, they are ready to go. They have mm-hmm. the uh, Russian tradition, sit before you go. We should have started the podcast with sit before you go. Yeah, I feel like we sit before we go for this podcast, but we sit and chat before we go. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe the silence is key, but... So far, we've been doing good with these podcasts. I feel like we've not needed to break our tradition. Yeah. I wonder, like, would that play on a podcast where it's like, all right, everybody. Hey, we're talking about 90 Day Fiance week number three. Uh, We are going to try something new today uh, that uh, inspired by Julia. We're going to do a little bit of of, uh, sit before you go. Let's just sit and uh, relax and think and center ourselves before we talk about 90 Day Fiance. Okay. All right. Do you feel like that we're more locked in? I kind of feel like I got something out of it. I I felt good. I was like one second away from feeling awkward. So I think we, no, we was, hit the sweet spot of perfect. Good. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They go in. No cameras are allowed uh, in the office. Please. Could you give us uh, paint the picture a little bit of what uh, this was like, this interview potentially for uh, Julia and Brandon? Yes, I can. So I'll tell you based on my process, which I actually had this interview three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So you walk in, um, there are metal detectors. You take all your, you take the belt off, all that stuff. You, you put your phone in the thing, you know, like it's, it's the same as going through the airport. Confiscated. (laughs) Everything. Um, so Liana and I did not know this. We were allowed to have our phones with us, but we just left them in the glove box in the car because I've been to interviews where you're not supposed to have them. Um, so they do confiscate them. So we just mm-hmm. left them in the car. So then we go in, we sat down, they ask you, they call your name up because they know what time you're supposed to be there. And then they ask you for, do you have any new documents you want to give us? So these are documents that you're giving after the K1 visa stuff. So Basically, like I mentioned before, new photos, um, new, uh, new proof. Uh, this is where I gave them my um, social security that I ended up getting, my social security number. This is where you give them uh, any new documents you receive. You give them the letter that shows, proves that you have the interview today, all of this stuff. And then they're like, okay, have a seat. We'll call you. About five minutes later, you hear your last name being set out. Okay, okay, that's me. You walk up and then they walk you to whoever the agent is who's handling your case. You just walk into their office. You sit down. And they rattle off questions and there's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, they basically, they had a, you're no one else on the podcast is going to see this. This is not a visual podcast, but there was like at least Rob 400 pages of a file that was my name. And this is from everything that we've applied for from the beginning to now mm-hmm. that they've documented. So she went through the, the different, um, the forms that I had to fill out. We had four forms or five forms to complete to send in. And this is important because the reason they got rejected, I know what it is, um, or they got put on hold. So they go through your processes. They go through your documents. They ask you, okay, oh, it's, you applied for work here. Have you been working? What have you been doing? What's going on here? Et cetera, et cetera. And then they ask you about your relationship and all that. There was one 
form that got added in the summer last year with the previous um uh, the previous president's um mm-hmm. ruling and it was an additional affidavit of support um this was basically you had to fill this out and this was essentially proof of I'm not going to be, we're not going to be dependent on the government for money at any point. Mm -hmm. Um, And this required, this was complicated because this required me to have a credit check, um, credit report given, but I didn't work here and I had just moved here. So I had no credit check here. But then when you call a credit company to get a credit check, they say, your name's not in the system. We can't do anything. And I was like, Hey, how about you just give me a letter on letterhead that says, yeah, this guy Puya does not have credit score here because I need that. So it's a very complicated form and they added it in the summer. My assumption is that they were able to file their forms before this form became active mm-hmm. because it was available for like six months. And then when I went in for my interview, my agent said, yeah, so this is no longer a form we need. So we're just going to ignore this and move on to the next form. I was like, okay, so that meant nothing. So they needed this form. They did not have this form, but basically to make this long winded story short, they ask you a bunch of questions, a bunch of questions at the end. Either you get an RFE, which is a referral for extra documents, or you get approved or you get denied. Sounds like they were hit with the hold of, let us figure this out. If you got approved, we'll let you know. If you need more information, we'll contact you. Whereas with me, they said, everything's good. We just got to get this signed off. And then you'll get your card in about two weeks Mm -hmm. time, which I ended up getting it in about six days, which was lovely. Okay. Do you think that you could have coached them? Could you have been a veteran? Green card appointment guy. <laughs> I think I could have been veteran green card guy. Um, I got coached by Liana, mm-hmm. and then I knew everything. So uh, trust me again. If I had any discrepancies on my information here, Liana will tell us, and I'll tell you next week. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I could have definitely coached them through. It's not. See, the thing is, it's what they say is true. Where if they get rejected, they have to realistically think about okay, where are we going to move? What's next? But I didn't think of it that way. I didn't worry. Yeah. Which in hindsight, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. I usually get very nervous with stuff like this, but I thought, hey, it's going to work out. There is like, it's been a year and I feel better now than I did when I initially came in. So, yeah. And then, Puya, do you think that Brandon and Julia played the 90 day fiance card? Oh, like we're on the show card? Like, look, uh, we're in our second season of 90 day fiance right now. This is going to look really bad for you guys if you send Julia home. I'm just saying, like, she has a big following. A lot of people are going to be upset. I picture um, Brandon saying, I don't want to brag, but the entire nation knows that my pullout game is strong. Mm-hmm. Like, So do you really want them to know that I wasn't happy with this? How about mm-hmm. that? No, Brandon cannot grease the wheels. There's no way Bra- Brandon is the guy who would try and be slick, but would get caught being bad at it. So I don't think if he tried that, that's probably why they're like, stay put. We'll let you know. So Puya, they come out and then the cameras were not on and the cameras are back on. And then they come out and they say, all right, um, we have some things to say. Um, Julia did not get the green card. And I'm like, all right, you got us. All right, uh, Bazinga, classic Brandon joke. Uh, this guy, and then, and then it was real, and I didn't believe it, it was a whole boy who cried wolf. Puya, this is like his go-to joke of, hey, 
I've got something for you. Psych, just kidding. And then this was a real thing, and there was no psych, just kidding. I also thought we were getting psyched. I already prepared myself from the minute I heard their somber tones. Yeah. But then the background music is what made me think, is the show going to fool us too? Oh, no, it's serious. Oh, they didn't get approved. Okay. Because her yeah. too, she did the same thing with the pregnancy test. They, both of them are both psych just kiddings. Yeah, and they don't do it fun. Like, <laughs> they don't do it with dumb stuff. They do it with serious stuff. Yeah. Like, the whole point of psych kidding is you're supposed to do it with stuff that's inconsequential, mm-hmm. not serious stuff mm-hmm. like this. I don't like that at all. Yeah, so I didn't even buy it because they're they're total boy <laughs> and girl that cried wolf. Um so Julia's upset. Uh, it's not that they said no. They said uh, not yet. Uh, not to be confused with yet, which Julia often <laughs> says when she is uh, with the animals. Yeah. So basically, stay put. You're on hold. We'll let you know what else we need from you, which I actually ended up getting this when I went for my mm-hmm. first interview. They emailed me later that day saying, so you weren't approved, but here are all the new things we need from you to keep the process yeah. going. So, But, you know, considering that we've already seen Brandon and Julia on the 90 Day Fiance uh, season eight reunion, which was certainly filmed after this, uh, I have a good feeling about it. They're going to be fine. Literally, they're going to get hit with send these documents. They're going to send them. They're going to get mm-hmm. because they already did their interview. It's going to be very easy for them. They're going to be fine. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, why don't we do this? Let's let's end with Angela because I think that that has uh, the, the most stuff left and then uh, give people a reason to stick around throughout the whole podcast. Uh, I'm down. Why don't we... Uh, Let's do. Let's just get a a, a, a quick one. Uh, Tiffany and Ronald. Yes, the no Ronald on the radar. Week. Yeah, you're Ronald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany's moving so, out of mom's house. Tiffany's moving out. Tiffany has utilized the money that she refunded for the tickets to visit Ronald. Um, she's used that to put money down for the apartment they moved to. And she's very happy about this. She feels like this is the first time she's done um, something for herself. She finally feels like she's doing stuff for herself and for her family. Um, and she's very happy about this decision, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ronald never contributes uh, the money. And there's definitely uh, some previous trauma there for Tiffany uh, because mm-hmm. uh, the father of her kid, uh, basically, uh, she seems to have a uh, type of guy that is, uh, you know, not going to be the provider, uh, not sticking around. And, uh, you know, she likes these the bad boy like Ronald. But <laughs> uh, this time she's going to sticking up for Tiffany. Yeah, I'm happy for her doing this. I truly am. Because sure. I do think I do think if the difference between you getting an apartment for your family, because her thing is she wants the kids to be as free as they want, which I think is a huge thing. Um and and the if the missing out on the flights to South Africa means they get an apartment, that is a good uh, choice of opportunity cost for me. Um, I know that Ronald is going to be upset about this, but I liked her saying, Ronald, if you put the money up, I'm cool with that. And the only reason I'm, I've changed my tune on all this is because of obviously we heard last week, Ronald spent three grand on this motorbike. 
Mm-hmm. And that could have easily funded this flight. So to me, she's getting an apartment for herself and the kids. That is a plus for the family. Yes. So he needs to put it up. Yeah, I did think that it was a little extreme for mom to say uh, there's nothing special about him. Like he's going to see the so show. Yeah. Yes, her friend Maggie is mean as heck. Maggie. Oh, that's was not her mom. One. I thought it was her mom. No, sorry, no, no. Maggie sorry, Maggie. Friend. I was like, her mom <laughs> sorry, looks young. I, I, yes. I, I thought it was her mom, and I was like, oh, like, uh, yeah, I guess that she maybe she she had uh, Tiffany when she was young, also because her mom doesn't <laughs> look doesn't look that old. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely her friend Maggie. Um, but yeah, Maggie said there's nothing special about him. I don't know why you did this, why you went through with this, and I thought. Maggie, how about you do realize that they're still married or you do realize that she's going to like be she's cool with him. Yeah, they're going to they're going to get back together. Like uh, you never you never come that hard out until like uh, if they're divorced, maybe three years, you could say that. No, I remember I learned this lesson the hard way. I remember back in high school days, um, one of my friends was dating this guy that none of us really were a fan of. Mm -hmm. She broke up with him and they were broken up for about like two, three weeks. And then we gave her our true opinions of him. And then they got back together in like three days. Such a, yeah, big mistake. You, yeah, you really learn the hard way sometimes. And after that, I was like, I will, everyone's partner is amazing. I don't care. Everybody was great. Yeah. I mean, they, I I think three years might be too short. You think maybe 10 (laughs) years of, then you could say what you really thought about the person. Yeah. A decade. And then you're good. Maybe even then give it another couple, but yeah. That's it. But Tiffany and Ronald, that's my number one story. Like, uh, I thought they're not barely even trying on the show. Like TLC. Yeah, it's baffling because this was the one couple. You know what I mean? This is the one couple she was excited to see because we hadn't heard from them in a minute. And they're really giving us nothing. I feel like there's not a lot on the bone anyways. If this is what it feels like, it feels like with this cast, there's a couple of the couples that are just thrown in that don't have much storyline, but like if we pack it up with more people, maybe we can get away with like getting the episodes full filled up because I don't know if there was like two couples less, if Tiffany and Ronald would be in this mix, they would be cut for sure. Cause we're not getting anything yet. Yeah. Um, not too much going on. Maybe it gets good. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, just, but unfortunately, like I feel like them getting good is like Ronald really getting crazier. Oh, yeah. I mean, the preview we saw at the start of the season, the Tiffany and Ronald one looks very ugly Mm -hmm. based on the shouting match they're going to have. They are going to be in person, spoiler alert, through that one preview. So we know she'll end up in South Africa at some point. Um, But next week, they're already going to fight about the money spent on the apartment stuff. Ronald's going to be unhappy about it. So tune in for that Skype call and we'll see how that goes. We'll be right back talking more 90 Day Fiance. We got to break down uh, this big conversation between Andre and Charlie here. But first, let me take a moment and thank our friends over at BetterHelp. Rob is a podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's May. And did you know that Mental Health Awareness Month is uh, this month and throughout June? Rob is a podcast is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing therapy. If you're struggling with relationships like so many of the couples that we see every week, 
on this 90 day fiance. Uh, if you're having difficulty sleeping or difficulty meeting your goals, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, BetterHelp counselors can listen and can help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You can schedule weekly video phone, or even live chat sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash R-H-A-P. That's BetterH-E-L-P.com slash R-H-A-P. Now let's get back to talking 90 days. All right, Puya. Uh, why don't we check in with, uh, let's give you, well, let's give the listeners something. Let's talk about Andre uh, and the meeting with Charlie. Let's. Andre and Elizabeth back yes. at it again. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead. So, well, they haven't spoken about the meeting since the night prior is what happened here. And the show starts with them two. And basically, she convinces him, you need to sit down and work with Charlie and get over what happened in Moldova because they haven't spoken since then. And if you're going to work with the family, you have to do this. So the whole start was them gearing up to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're getting ready to go. Andre's in the middle of... Uh, see, Puya, I think he would be good at uh, maybe flipping houses. Did you see how he was putting together that playhouse? I, I what I saw was one side of the playoffs on the floor, mm-hmm. and then I did not see a finished product, which is not doesn't bode well for him. And also, why did their baby handle a hammer? I feel like that was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was B roll. Yeah, that was not good. Well, Andre yeah. wants an apology, uh, and he he does not like Charlie. He says Charlie is a bum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Charlie, uh, he says he acted like a pig at the wedding. And then they showed you the footage again, yeah. Rob. We can't. That footage doesn't get old. How is Charlie like a bum? He seems bummy. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> he has that vibe to him. He, yeah, he does. I, I do. I, that I will give Andre the point for you. <laughs> Charlie looks like he's out here mooching off dad. And yeah. he's all liquored up. <laughs> he... Looks like he gets like someone dresses him. I don't think he dresses himself. He looks bummy. I he he does seem Charlie's a bum. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Andre wants an apology from the Moldova wedding. Yeah, well, which I think is more than fair, considering that Charlie got drunk, got up, and then basically told him that he's a bum yeah. in front of his family in Moldova. All right. So Charlie clearly was overserved at the Moldovan wedding. Um thousand percent. Did does Charlie have an issue with drinking? Is that part of the storyline? So he's not been lost in the sauce like that often. Mm-hmm. Um despite his actions coming off like he does. That was the first time like he was I've never seen anyone on the show as gone as he was when he <laughs> did that speech. Like he was gone 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 so yeah (laughs) so 
because Char- Andre, when he hears that the meeting is at a brewery, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, really? A brewery for Charlie? Like, don't you think that that's a bad idea considering? Yeah, the last time they spoke, Charlie got way too drunk and told him off. So that was not good. And Charlie already in a sober state is not good at conversating. Mm-hmm. So this is just a recipe for disaster. I do get his um, worry, Andre's worry, but also I think Andre just wants the apology and knows that even one drink might push Charlie away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk uh, from Elizabeth talking about like, look, Andre and Charlie, these are both two alpha males trying to figure things out. Uh, is Charlie an alpha male, would you say, Puya? He is an alpha wannabe, <laughs> as is Andre. This family is built on wannabes. Um, I think Chuck is the closest to being an alpha, and then everyone else is like, on his teat. So mm-hmm. I think everyone else is like alpha one. I think, and it's weird. It's very weird that Andre and Char- uh, Charlie have the same haircut. Mm-hmm. They dress very similarly. Andre looks like what you would get off Amazon. Charlie looks like what you get off Wish, basically, mm-hmm. with the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, no, Charlie really thinks he's an alpha based on the way he speaks and he's protecting his family from the evil Andre. <laughs> but he's nothing to look at. Is there a family barber? I hope not. <laughs> but I really hope not. Yeah, because they do have a, a little bit of a similar look. Yeah, they've both gone for the same. You shave the sides, you keep the top growing. Um, same kind of like boat boat dressing. What was it called? <laughs> you know, boat yacht party. I don't know. They kind of dress that way too. I don't. It's weird. It's very weird that they dress so similarly. Okay. All right. So, all right. Time to go to the meeting. Uh, and when we get to the meeting, um, so Andre wants an apology from Charlie, but it seems like that Charlie wants an apology from Andre about some sort of a pre-wedding dinner that happened. Yes. So this happened early in the last season of Happily Ever After, where um, Andre was already... Andre started that season being the heel. He was the one that was the problematic one because he wanted Chuck to pay for the Moldovan wedding. And Chuck had already paid for the American wedding. Mm -hmm. So he was already coming off as a villain. He had problems with the way everyone was conducting themselves. He said, if anyone even tries to step up to me in Moldova, I'll give him the business. And Charlie tried to step up. and Because Charlie came into that dinner being very inquisitive of his friends and asking about his past. Because there are some things that um, Andre didn't want the family to know about, which we at this point know why he left Moldova and stuff was a mystery to them. Mm -hmm. So. Charlie kept prodding people at the dinner and then Andre told him off. And then they got that very awkward standoff that you saw in the flashback that happened. So we know, and we've seen that Andre apologized for that and moved on from it. Whereas Mm -hmm. now Charlie's using this as a ledge of, well, you also have to apologize. So Mm -hmm. who won this debate between Andre and Charlie? No, we all lost the viewers, <laughs> them like no one won. This like was no just- new information was presented. And uh, I think it just uh, all came back to like, all right, we need to talk to Chuck. Yeah, I feel like n- nothing was added. Nothing was fixed. The mm-hmm. only people that won were the brewery because they got to they had to get paid. Yeah, so publicity. that works. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and like, I think the biggest loser here is Elizabeth, who had to sit here and hear this happen mm-hmm. awkwardly in the middle for like an hour. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I genuinely didn't leave the scene thinking it worked. I yeah. thought, okay, you just extended it. And I hate to say it, but I feel like that Charlie was probably more on point than Andre was. And it kills me to say that. Because I, that, like, knowing a little bit about Chuck, I mean, which do you think is uh, what Chuck wanted? Does Chuck want Charlie to teach Andre the ropes of the business? Or does Chuck want Andre to be sort of a division of his own and unchecked be operating uh, you know outside of like the normal day-to-day operations of the company as a sole proprietor yeah no the one thousand percent with regards to which conversation is the more authentic interpretation i think it's the charlie one because it's very clear chuck wants eyes on andre andre is delusional Oh, yeah. Andre definitely operates. Andre from the beginning, Rob, has operated in this like way of I don't need anybody. I'm going to do everything on my own. I'm self-made. I'm the man. But then none of his actions or there's no evidence proving that he's capable Mm -hmm. of doing this. But he boasts like he does have that experience. And Charlie is an a-hole, too, uh, that he's just like, look, all I care about is making money. That's all I care about. Like, uh, there's nothing like, you know, I don't care about the work. I don't care about, uh, like, uh, who's here, who's not here. The only thing I care about is, uh, like, am I making a lot of money? That's it. Yeah. Not surprised about this at all. Mm -hmm. That is his vibe completely. Yeah. But not exactly the kind of person you want to be in business with when they're like, uh, the only thing I care about is making money. No, I don't love that whatsoever. You you have to have a good Venn diagram combination of things. And, and then he, he threw in also, and, and also I want to see that my sister gets taken care of. But that was like secondary. And they're just yeah. thrown in there like, oh, I'm on TV. I forgot. Let me make this look good. Yeah, him, his way of bringing up Libby when he can't just be like, I, I, want, I want good things for her and for your daughter. No, you do not. Mm-hmm. Just stop it you don't like it's very clear that he almost like forgets that and then brings it up middle of sentence oh oh yeah and you too i love you too as well Mm -hmm. like he needed the reminder Mm -hmm. and then um andre also said uh to charlie about look it's not like i want you to be my friend for life either (laughs) (laughs) what why i feel like at this point andre is doing so much to gain nothing. Andre mm-hmm. needs to pick a job anywhere else, do whatever he can, work from the bottom, make it to the top, because he's really going into the lion's den with this. Like he's gonna he hates them. He hates being there. They, they hate him. him. They're gonna hate him being there. This is just a recipe for disaster. The only person that gains from this is TLC, because they get free storyline without having to try anything. Yeah. So yeah, this is not going to work. Um, but yeah, Andre would be better off just to go somewhere on his own. But I think he sees this as the fastest path to $100,000. Yes, which then he's going to use to maybe flip houses or something mm-hmm. else that he decides later on. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre says he's a lot smarter than Charlie. Uh, Puya, who do you think? Uh, let's give a standardized test to Andre and Charlie. Uh, who you got? So... I think it's a hard battle 
Because I think Andre is going to answer some of the questions with this makes no sense. Logically, mm-hmm. this is the answer. And he yeah. like, goes completely and off topic. Just to make it fair, like put the, mm-hmm. the test in whatever uh, native language Andre chooses. Yes, yes, yes. They I don't want him to lose because uh, English is a second language. Yeah, no, they'll both get this test in their primary language. Yeah. Um, so he'll do that. He'll like read it. He'll misinterpret it. He'll like lose the, lose the plot and then answer it sideways. And then Charlie will misspell his name and draw squiggles throughout the test. Mm-hmm. So they're both yeah. going to be wrong, but I would give the edge to um, Andre because at least he's going to write some sense. But maybe Andre will fight the people that gave the test to say that his answers are actually right. Yes, exactly. He's more argumentative. Charlie will not. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll see. Where do we go from here? Do we next we have to have a sit down with Chuck? I hope not. So next week, the next time on for them is Chuck, Charlie, and Andre going to. There seems like they're at a property, and then um, there. What's it called? Uh, Elizabeth's sister is going to pull up, and she's going to be mad that. Andre took her spot for whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to lose her spot. So more drama with the family, as we expected. That's not going to end anytime soon. And I do think, Rob, that Andre and Elizabeth are going to end up being in the Mike and Natalie spot from last season, where mm-hmm. we're going to keep seeing them more than any other couple. They're going to be the main driver of the show, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. I think Andre and Elizabeth, uh, I think they're my favorite story. Uh, or maybe, I guess, after Angela and Michael. Yeah, and, and they've been, Michael, solid. Though, they've been yeah, solid. These four, they're the main storylines. Yeah. Season. Okay. All right. Um, let's do a quick check in with uh, Kalani and Asuelu. Kalini has yes. arrived. Kalini Auntie B is, is here. I'm glad they specified why they call her Auntie B because I would have been completely Rooting lost. Hippies. Yeah. So she's the youngest. She's the baby of the group. That's why they call her B and then Auntie B for the kids. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They just um, had so one segment, right? They had two. Oh, no, two, two. One was yeah. when she came in. One was the breakfast. But they're kind of the same. Same vibe. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's coming in. And I feel I don't know why. Other than like people see these TLC 90 day fiance cameras. And they're just like. Wild and out, Puya. I don't understand. People say things, and maybe that. Look, uh, look. You, you know me, Enneagram Type Nine. I'm not gonna come in with like confrontational questions for anybody, right? Do people like just normally like uh like just get all up in your business and just ask you these prying questions? The relationship between Colini and Oswelu is like that. Like mm-hmm. it is where she's been she's asked questions like that, so it doesn't surprise me. I for the first time ever up, I'm willing to say from my side, this one hundred percent reeks of, oh, they're filming the new season. Colini, come move in with them for a month. It mm-hmm. just makes no sense why she's here. I understand that they're saying time is tough and she she you know, COVID's made her work harder. Yeah, come in she here and in push some Asuelu buttons so we can uh, you know, get our Instagram followers up. Yeah, like, is she going to get back on her feet in a month? Like, no, there's no way. So why is she here? It's 100% to push the drama. And I love that it's very clear Osweilu's trying. He gives us a confessional where he says he's trying. But they're like, "Eh, it seems fake. Mm -hmm. And I don't doubt that, obviously, 
when when people have a certain reputation or when you've seen the certain manners of behavior action for like a year, two years, you are going to have to see it longer to believe it. But why not just err on the side of, yeah, it's probably right. Mm-hmm. He's probably doing it. He means well. He's trying to be on the right foot with you. But no, no Kalini's very, very much like just rude in the way that she just comes in and asks whatever she wants, says whatever she wants. But why are you getting a house? Kalani why? thinks it's a ploy also. So to be fair. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, Rob, is that when they ended their season last time, Kalani was genuinely looking into divorce. Yeah. Genuinely like prop, like cl- very close to going for it. Um, it was vi- it was a very uncomfortable time with them because um, Asuela was not taking the COVID stuff seriously. He was playing volleyball with people. It was going out and about. So she got him a ticket to go to his family in, um, I want to say, Washington and, and be separate from her and the kids. So they were definitely in a very strenuous time. And uh, yeah, no, the two of them don't buy anything Asuela is doing. And uh, man child Asuela doesn't put his best foot mm-hmm. forward all the time. So Makes sense. Can I give you a uh, a, a Swelu that uh, that if The Rock and Jimmy Kimmel had a baby, I think it's a Swelu. Ooh, they look okay. I could see it. Let me. I need to. I haven't seen Jimmy Kimmel in a minute. I see The Rock everywhere. One second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a similar jaw. I could see that. Okay. Okay. I bet. I, I think that uh, Swelu looks more like Jimmy Kimmel. Like he's like a giant Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Well, like, are you a, are you a Jimmy Kimmel guy? Are you, Wait, you, Jimmy Kimmel? you think I stay up till 1230 at night to watch uh, talk shows? No, but like, you probably have seen clips and I've, stuff. I've, I've certainly seen clips of the Jimmy Kimmel show. Mm-hmm. I think I probably, yeah. if I had to pick a, a, a late night talk show to watch of, uh, I guess, what, Fallon Kimmel or Colbert. I think I'd probably rank uh, Kimmel one, even though I'm not like a huge Jimmy Kimmel live guy. Mm-hmm. All I know is I'm binning James Corden. So like that's the, that's <laughs> as far as I go with the, with the late nighters. Why are you so <laughs> anti me. James Corden? Because Phil Kogan is too. He, yeah, he, he just annoys me greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that's all it is. Um, and I feel like he tries too hard. Like, stop it. Mm hmm. Stop it. You didn't invent people singing in cars, okay? Yeah. All right. Maybe I feel about this more than I thought. Okay, we'll move on. Let's move on. Um, Asuelu has a wild uh, Hawaiian shirt on. I love his shirts. Mm-hmm. He always has these interesting patterns. I'm very keen on them. I look out for them. But yeah, he he does. He styles it out. He styles it out in his own house. Yeah. So I'm trying to triangulate where Kalani is on all this. Is she up for she wants to move out, but she wants to rent and Asuelu wants to buy? Is that what the issue is? So I think, yeah, I think she believes the Asuelu theory of if we leave and be in our own house, I will, he will have less strain and he will have less problems because the family stuff is getting to him. He feels like he's outnumbered always. That helps. But I also think that she thinks it's financially smart to save that money and not invest in a whole place, potentially. Now, she doesn't outright say this, so maybe she's also good with getting a place, but she wants it to be within reason, whereas he's like, eh, it'll work. I want this place. We'll get this Mm -hmm. place. Because Aswello did mention that his plans for the day when they had the breakfast was he wanted to look at more places to find a cheaper option, potentially. So. Yeah, 
So, look, uh, I'm a pragmatist. Uh, why don't they sign a lease someplace for one year? Let's rent mm-hmm. a place for one year. Then we'll know are all of our problems because we live with Kalani's parents or are the problems actually with us? Because now we need to split up and now we have a, now we have a, a uh, we own a property also or we're, you know, uh, we're in a financial hole because we've rented uh, or uh, bought this property. Yeah, it's the same. It's similar to the Brandon and Julia of it all, where Julia doesn't want to be on the farm, but also was not willing to take the weird apartment that Brandon picked out. So to me, it's like do the test run and then you can see how it works. You can see if it's if that was indeed the problem that you're describing and then go from there. And then mm-hmm. if it's if it's looking bad, the thing is, though, um, Kalani does bring up the divorce at the end and it seems like Asuelu will not want to go for the divorce because he is Doesn't very much, it. yeah, in his culture, it's uh, you are married, it's till death do you part, no questions asked. So maybe that's not a thing that would mm. happen. So he's like, let's just buy the place because I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if when like proposals uh, should be like, hey, uh, will you marry me? And by the way, I do not believe in divorce. So if you say yes, that's it. Right, like, is it like a clause, like the like the no divorce, non divorce? It's a little bit of the renting versus it? buying the house. Uh, that, that, you know, that uh, again, maybe Kalani feels like she got burned with this once. Of like, hey, I already bought the house. I thought I was renting. Uh, I've now found out that this is actually I own this. So yeah, um, at that point, you know, might, might as well buy the house. Yeah, and I feel bad for Kalani here. I. This is the third season we have Oswilu on a season. I loved him when we first saw him. And then my love for him has kind of started fading because it's been many. It's been, what, two, three years. And it seems like Oswilu is the same the whole way through. So I could very much see Kalani commits to him. Um, for, then they had a kid, right? So he, she commits to him on under the guise of, well, he's going to grow up. He's going to mature at some point. But it doesn't seem like that's happening fast enough. So my heart goes out to mm-hmm. her. But then Oswilu was like, well, I'm not. I'm, we're married. So she's clearly trying to give it her all and try it out so i'm all the love goes out to the two of them hopefully they work it out but i gotta say the family's not helping either like colini is shady and and she is injecting drama into this and it's gonna get ugly i think Mm -hmm. the longer they stay in this house together okay all right that's kalani and asuelu all right let's get back to angela and michael angela is uh one step closer to getting her surgery. Uh, we end the episode with her calling her family as she's about to go in and looks like next week uh, she's going to have her procedure. Uh, we speculated last week who was going to be taking care of Angelo. There was some talk about Natasha from uh, or was it Natalia? The the um there was Natalia. a woman, yeah, yeah. The woman at the yes, the woman yes. at the um at the yes. facility. And she was got I said no, this woman, she is this is not a caretaker. Uh no, and it turns out that uh Angela's friend Jojo, uh basically Angela's mini me gets uh <laughs> tasked with being the person to take care of Angela. Where'd this person come from? So Jojo's her best friend. She um was the only person from Angela's life who was at the wedding in Nigeria. So mm-hmm. she's her right hand person, pretty much. Is she from um, where she is? 
Yes. Okay. They're like friends from long days. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a thing we learn. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it makes sense that JoJo's coming here. Let's, Rob, let's talk about the chicken soup. We have to address yeah. the chicken soup in the room. So, Angela. Are you a chicken soup learned, guy, Puya? I, yeah, I, I love yeah. my chicken soup. I don't mind at yeah. all. It's a good time. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I, she was very upset about this. She was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and pretend it's a burger and mm-hmm. fries or a steak. And I thought, Angela, just eat the chicken soup. Like, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. for me, that you elected to do this procedure. You got to know what you've signed up for. Like, you just got to. Like, I can't hold pity for you because you, you, you said, I would like to do this. It's elective, right? Mm-hmm. You're choosing to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she can't. Have, and chicken soup's not bad. I feel like it, it takes a lot to mess up chicken soup. Doesn't it? Like, worst case, it doesn't taste like anything, and you throw some salt in there or something. Look, um, maybe no noodles, no rice, um, maybe uh, not a lot of vegetables there. It could, it could be a little boring. It, I mean, it's very, it can be very boring, but mm-hmm. again, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be way worse than what you're having. Okay. So JoJo shows up, and guess what Angela wants to talk about? Like, oh, you wouldn't believe the doctor who examined me yesterday. Why is she like this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she brings up the doctor again to JoJo. And then when JoJo says, well, have you told Michael about the second surgery? She's like, nope, I'm not going to tell him. And then starts laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Even JoJo was like, uh, you need to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize, Puya, that they were going to do everything at once. I-, I was under the impression, okay, she was going to have the surgery. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I guess that... The timeline of this is so um, the surgery, they're going to do the uh, gastric sleeve. And then I Mm -hmm. guess that they are going to do the breast reduction also at the same time while she's under anesthesia. Uh, But when she was going to have the skin uh, taken in, like that was going to be later. I assumed that she was going to then get all of the cosmetic surgeries later. And I, yeah, I, I, so honestly, I, I don't know if you would, cl- if you could classify the breast reduction as cosmetic surgery. This is me talking out of my butt, but I, I kind of thought that no, she was going to have a second round of surgeries later. Yeah. So it does count as cosmetic as someone who did get yes. a chest reduction. Um, it definitely is, but I assume that she's doing both at the same time because she's, in LA, right? So it's like, might as well do it both here. Like, obviously it's going to be hard on the body, but also it seemed like the doctor recommended to do this because you were going to have pain because you're, you know, losing stomach, but you're keeping breasts. So you want to level that out immediately, even though the recovery might be longer. Got it. Got it. All right. So, uh, it's the day of Angela's surgery. Uh, she wants water and they say, no, you're not allowed to have water. She's like, what? Come on. What's the big deal? How are they going to know? Yeah. It's probably because you'll be throwing up everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. That's when that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just how are they going to know? And then, and then she does what's the most outrageous thing to do. And no, I'm not talking about choosing to smoke. I'm talking about choosing to smoke inside the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Smoking in a hotel with doors closed, windows closed. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Yikes. But yeah, she she just full on decides the non-smoking to like room. I would imagine. I I feel like non-smoking is just a formality to say now because 
all when can you even get a, a smoking room in a hotel that's what i'm saying <laughs> i don't think you can get a smoking room or a smoking seat on an airplane but they still all say non-smoking anyways mm-hmm. it's like to clarify mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so she calls up michael and this was outrageous so <laughs> she tells michael she's breaking this news to him she says uh you know the doctor said that my boobs are too big by the way the doctor um, yeah, he was from Ghana, your neighboring country. Um, he looked just like you. And uh, yeah, he had to give him a medically massage. Uh, like, uh, that's not the term. There, this, that, that, that a medical massage was not what you received. No. And the worst part is she gives a confessional where she says, I love messing with Michael. Yeah. And this is so mean because... Not only is he clearly on edge because he's worried about you, but then also you are bringing up that, hey, so I met someone that looks just like you. Oh, they're a doctor. And oh, they had their hands on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, he's going to be freaking out. Why are you doing this to the guy? And he's in Nigeria. He's not going to be able to, like, come see you. He's, he can't access you. He can't be with you. Like, this is just pour, pouring salt in the wound. I don't know why you're doing this. How is this fun for you? <laughs> this is mean. Yeah, I mean, it sort of cuts against that she's looking for uh, people to be concerned about her. But then she's also at the same time, like, messing with Michael uh, to try to get him work. She's like, oh, I just I just love getting him jealous because it makes me feel like, uh, you know, because it really cuts at the whole. The the point of this procedure was I need to feel like uh, I'm doing this for because I want to look good for him. But you also are like getting a rise out of uh, him getting jealous, like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and her thing is, um, I want to, like, my breathing is a problem, so I need this for my breathing as well. But then she's smoking, and I'm like, dude, like, you, if you cut this, like, that could, well, you know, then, yeah. Anyways, the, the whole thing is I, from last week. The the interaction with that with the doctor was inappropriate, and then. The way she keeps talking about it and, and shoves it in Michael's face, it's the first thing she tells her friend Jojo, Angela, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Uh, no, the whole thing is, uh, is very weird. And um, he, doesn't, he doesn't like it um, for, you know, there's some, some speculation about why, why he doesn't like this idea. Is he concerned about the surgery or uh, as Angela thinks, does, does she feel like that Michael has other concerns here? Uh, let's, let's listen into a little bit of Angela and Michael's conversation about this uh, this procedure that's going on. He said that's too much. He says with the weight loss that they'll probably be under my belly, Michael. They're so heavy that they're sitting just flopping down on my lung, and it really does affect me. And hell, who knows? I might not be able to have sex long with you if I keep them like that. So to help me, he can reduce the size. They, they'll be up, perky, but you won't be able to pull on them like you like. Um, that, that was, That's a thing? I mean, apparently, if we're taking Angela's word yeah. for it, <laughs> well, I didn't even know about the the pulling. This is like, yeah. uh, I ne- I never got into the tug of war. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair fair thing to say. I, I think I would co-sign that. Mm-hmm. Rob, that's so- new. That's new. I learned I learned new things all the time on Ninety Day Fiance. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, is he more concerned with uh, the surgery or uh, Angela's physique? I think that from the beginning, he likes her physique the way it is. Now, when he talks with his brother later, we kind of do get the insight to, oh, Yakini. He's a little bit insecure. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yakini, his older brother. Um, we learned that, okay, he's a little bit insecure. This, this we know more now. The surgery is going to cause him to be more insecure because he thinks that more people are going to be looking at Angela. Um, but I think he also genuinely loves her and loves the way she looks and is doing the gesture of, no, I like you the way you are. Don't do anything. Don't change anything. I think that it's both things with regards to the second surgery now. I think that he likes her physique the way it is. Mm -hmm. But I also think that he's concerned because it's a second surgery. So she just, she essentially just went from one surgery to two. Like it increased in double the size of surgery. Mm -hmm. So that should be a little bit of a concern of, oh, now it's the second one and we didn't know about this yesterday. That's worrisome. Oh, and you're about to go do the surgeries today. I, I kind of get that as well. But I think it's both. I don't think it's just one or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The conversation with his brother uh, was very interesting. And I thought that uh, Yakini uh, was uh, pretty wise overall. Uh, he talked about how, like, look, you're used to uh, here in uh, Nigeria, uh, like uh, the women don't have as much control uh, in the relationship as the man does. But she, you know, you married a woman from America. Uh, she's, uh, you know, basically able to do what she wants to do. And you have to accept that. Yeah, I, I think that um, Yakini ultimately tells him what he needs to hear, which is, listen, you, you've you made this choice. Um, you have to trust her. You And then he does give us a confessional where he says, if Michael can't feel comfortable and trust his wife, why is he with her in the first place? Mm -hmm. Which I think is a very smart sentiment mm -hmm. um, because he's both realizing that I know what we've grew up in, what environment we've grew up in, what kind of culture we have, but also you chose to go outside of that. So it's going to be different than what you might have expected before. You have to change your thoughts as you go along here. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, ultimately, I, I, like, I don't think we have met Yakini before. I think this is the first time I'm meeting him. Okay. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, siblings. So Angela, she's off to go to her surgery. And mm -hmm. we get a quick call with Psychic Tracy. Uh, you know somebody is 90 Day Fiance Gold when one of their close confidants is a psychic. Psychic? Yep. And and I do love a good psychic reading on the go. Mm -hmm. Give me a psychic call in an Uber. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. pay for that on the go where it's like, hey, I've got a psychic. Hey, could you give me a quick reading? Like, uh, do, is she just on retainer? The, I have to imagine it's on retainer because... How are you going to trust that you're going to get this, get, get your compensation? What if they don't like what you read to them? Mm -hmm. So I think you're getting the money up front. Yeah. How does that work? I do know that if you uh, like uh, work with a psychic, you could do it like a one time reading, but I don't know if you could do like uh, Hey, unlimited, I can call you like, uh, what was the relationship between uh, Stephanie and who was her psychic? Mary, the psychic. Uh. I what I do remember I think they were like more so friends. Oh, friends! So the that's psychic. the move. That's the move. Yeah. You are friends with the psychic, and then it's like a yeah. social call. Yeah, I wonder. It. I don't know. I wonder if Tracy and Angela are friends. Yeah. It did sound. If you're calling, if you're not calling her my friend Tracy, and you're calling her Tracy the psychic, you're paying her. There's mm -hmm. no way. 
I'm introducing my friend as Tracy the Psychic. So mm-hmm. I think she had to pay. But then, so they, the psychic deciphers, mama's with you. The spirit of mama's with you. Focus on yourself. And then another thing that was across the water, which meant happy times for the next destination. Yeah. So there you go. So and she also tries to call her family and they do not answer the phone. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. She's getting so mad about it. It's like, I just don't think they're trying to pick up the phone. I mean, Angela do the, the family, do they know that this is happening? Yeah. So they know the surgery is happening. Cause like they all, um, her daughter, Skyla is the one taking care of the kids mm-hmm. uh, while she's gone. What do you mean so taking care sense. of the kids? I mean, they're her kids. I know, but like, Angela likens herself to be the savior of the family. Mima. So, yeah, good old Mima. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is this is where we end up leaving Angela. Mhm. Okay. Uh so next week we're going to see the surgery and it looks like uh it's not going to be necessarily like a smooth operation. Mhm. Yeah, they did a similar storyline with uh Larissa last season of yeah. Ever After where the one dedicated surgery episode was exactly the same where they did ended up making it seem like oh something's not going well but it's probably going to be fine it's gonna be fine i think she'll be fine i mean she appears to be fine now yeah exactly exactly so we'll see how that goes uh i i would predict we're not going to see a lot of angela next week if i'm oh you think that we get a little just a little bit i think we get a scene of okay she went in she's nervous about the surgery okay surgery happened we're going to get that scene that we saw in the preview and that's it and then Hopefully, the week after, we're going to see JoJo and her together. Or Do you think we have a big uh, Mike and Natalie week after the week off? I feel like that a lot of times they do that. Like, uh, all right, they they were off for a week, but now they're back with a bang. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the their bye week is going to result in a big splash next week. I think yeah. they could even be the main focus because what we saw in the next time on is that Mike full on left her at the hotel and Natalie has to drive back to hmm. Squim alone. Do so they have two cars? Yeah, she drove the pickup. It seemed like they had another car in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. So wild they have two cars. <laughs> Why did they? So that's the other thing. Why did they drive up with two cars? That you think? I then seems like it halfway. was maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a sort of like Mike was working, and then she drove up to meet mm-hmm. him. Yeah, or maybe one of the cars was the producers, and he drove back with the producers mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Possible. Okay. All right, uh, that's yeah. 90 Day Fiance. Uh, happily Ever After, week number three, Puya. In the books, done and dusted. I'm excited, Rob, because next week we're going to see Brandon and Julia, and Julia's jealous side is going to come out. And yeah. I think that's going to be my favorite storyline of next week. Yeah, that's going to be wild. That's going to be wild to see, yeah. see somebody jealous of Brandon. I know. I, <laughs> this is the one that's pulling this out of you. Come on. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. No, Rob, it's been a delightful three weeks. I think this week, dare I say, was the lighter of the three episodes yeah. we've had for content. We'll snack. But they, yeah, they can't all be home runs on an episode level, but they're all home runs on a podcast level. So it's a pleasure to be here as always. Okay. All right. Puya, what's coming up for you? Um, let's see. So a lot of the uh the shows came and went, right? The circle, done and dusted. BB can done and dusted. Yep. But the mass singer. We still have three weeks of the Mastinger to go. We just went from six to five. Liana and I will be back talking all about that over on the Reality TV Rehap Ups Network. And then in addition, I do stream. I'll be amping up my streaming here um, on twitch.tv slash Puya. Okay. 
All right. Uh, of course, uh, we had a lot of fun with Puya on Friday night with uh, Patron Mafia was back. Wild. Uh, some wild finishes on uh, both games <laughs> of uh, Patron Mafia this week. Uh, if you're a patron, definitely uh, check that out. And then, of course, uh, we will uh, continue our Survivor Top 40 countdown as well. Had a lot of fun uh, with uh, with your partner in crime. Uh, Liana joined uh, Chappelle and myself on the RHAP Rewind. We talked about Flavor of Love, episodes three and four from season one. I'd never watched it. Uh, that was wild. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm 30 minutes away from finishing that podcast. It's phenomenal. Um, they've both, both Chappelle and Liana do a great job of reminding everyone that reality TV was built on the, that house in particular. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it's very lovely to hear your first takes on them, yes. given that I know you hadn't seen them before. So yeah. it's been fun. So that was fun. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I am uh, working my way through Survivor Marquesas to talk about the 22nd best season of all time, Survivor Marquesas. Just finished the pre-merge this morning. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You're getting there, Rob. We're getting there. <laughs> all right. And then we'll be back to talk more 90 Day uh, Fiance Happily Ever After Next week, of course, uh, we have uh, so much waiting for you when you become a patron of Rob's Podcast. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of patron podcasts, the patron community, patron activities, and more are waiting for you at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Thanks again for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And no, it could be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. That's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com. Get a quote. See how much you could save. It's Geico. Easy. Visit geico.com today.